There is too much to read, there is too much to do. My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue. Read all that I could read, saw that I could see. Finish the internet. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, that thing. The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself. My money can't rest till then. Oh, it's time. It's time for, oh, yeah. That thing again. Hello, this is Oh Yeah That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Audrey. And I'm Pei. Hooray. Woohoo. Oh, it's, it's been a hot minute since we've done this. Yeah, just a little bit. Summer yeah. break. <laughs> Summer break. Uh, I guess to be fair, we were seeing each other in person for a little bit there. Yes, and then you moved. So that's true. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is true. Though I guess we well, I guess we've done one since I've been back over here. We did do one, yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah. So never mind. We have no excuse. It's just summer <laughs> vacation. It's yeah. like Europe. Exactly. It's our uh I was gonna say siesta, but that's a totally different thing, so I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> our summer holiday, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, yeah summer holiday that ended in October. <laughs> it's now October. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when the last episode went up. Like, June? Is that right? I looked it up. I think it was July. Oh, okay. I think. Oh. Or maybe, I think so. <laughs> some time ago. Yeah, sometime in the recent past. Sometime in recent past, and I already forgot what we talked about. um witcher yeah it was witcher was it really i'm pretty sure wow wait because oh i know why i know that because i just saw the title of our last episode with swords and stuff oh yeah wow yeah feels like so long ago (laughs) for the record i have not been playing (laughs) i want to but i just end up doing other things me too every time i'm like okay i'm gonna play witcher and then i'll like scroll through twitter for too long and then i'll be like i'm gonna watch tv <laughs> yeah I'll be like i'm gonna you know keep watching avatar the last airbender and then next thing i know it's 4 30 in the morning i'm like oh. i should go to bed comes at you fast <laughs> <laughs> it really does i mean to be fair it's a very good show oh like Yes, definitely worth staying up till 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> it would still be there t- the next day. That's true. <laughs> As was evidenced by the fact that I uh, watched more today yeah. and almost didn't shower before this recording because I was watching Avatar. <laughs> so, but, well, I mean, when when I stay up late, one is I'm, it's just self-sabotage, I I don't know why I do it. It's mm-hmm. been a problem my entire life. <laughs> Quite literally would try and trick my mom to thinking I was sleeping with a flashlight under the bed to read. And she'd be like, stop that. <laughs> we share a room. I can see the light. <laughs> I have eyes. <laughs> but now that we have like access to streaming and can binge watch things, I don't like to end on a really sad episode. And that kept happening because there's a lot of sad stuff in season two of Avatar. There, there is. <laughs> there is. What part are you watching? 
of season two? Uh, technically, I'm in season three now. Oh. <laughs> but last night, uh, the, the episode that I was like, well, I need to genuinely watch one more because I cannot go to bed with this in my heart right now. <laughs> was, do you remember the episode with... Um, that's season two, so it's already the book two Earth. And mm-hmm. there's like the little vignettes. So there's one that's Katara and Toph go to like the spa mm-hmm. and uh, like fuck with some bullies who are like, huh, you look like clowns with your makeup. And they're like, fuck you. I'm going to drown you in this river. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate revenge. <laughs> um, and then Sokka ends up at some like poetry reading or something vaguely Zuko remember goes that. on a date oh yes 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 yeah it's just That's very when, sweet when they're in but, Bossing say yeah exactly they're like um he and Iroh pretend to be refugees mm-hmm. and what are the other ones oh and then uncle Iroh has his up epi- his yeah where he like commemorates the death of his son and he yeah. sings that song and I'm I just know. like oh my god <laughs> and then oh then the last vignette is momo uh the flying lemur for those who haven't watched avatar which what are you doing yeah (laughs) who are you people it's available it's fantastic it's so good (sighs) but at this part um i guess spoiler because if you haven't seen it uh appa the the bison gets kidnapped and they don't know where he is they heard he's in passing say and so in like momo's adventures he ends up finding some of appa's fur and he's like whoa what things happen and then these uh panthers uh kind of join up with momo and they take the fur so he chases them because he wants it back and they mm-hmm. take him to um what to the viewers clearly like appa's footprint Mm-hmm. But then Momo just like steals the fur back from the Panthers and like curls up in this Aww. recess in the ground and just like kind of sadly falls asleep in the rain. <laughs> like, it's so sad. It's yeah. <laughs> like, I can't go to bed with this. <laughs> so I watched one more, which is all about Appa. So yeah. it's also kind of sad, but it wasn't as sad. Right. Oh. So. I love Appa. Oh, I, I, yeah. And Momo. Yeah. Momo's a little, like, doofus. Is but Appa doofus. is just, like, such a big, grumpy boy. I he is. I, I get jealous thinking about getting to sleep on Appa's tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I do wonder how soft Appa would be, you know? That's true, because if he's, like, because he's supposed to be a flying bison, right? And I've never personally touched mm-hmm. a bison, but they don't. From what I'm thinking, they don't look like particularly soft creatures. Right. Yeah. Like, they probably have, like, wiry. Mm -hmm. But he looked soft. The animated version looks like it would be soft. Yeah. I might be projecting. Well, his fur is always, like, flowing in the wind as they fly. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope he's soft. I would hope so, too. Um, There's a squish have you ever seen the M. Night Shyamalan version of Avatar, the movie? I have not. 
Neither have I. Ooh, is that an episode? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dev Patel played Suko, right? Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. Um, but I'm well. It's funny because so that so Netflix is doing a a TV series based on the TV series. Oh, like um, a live action? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did not know. It's been in the works for a while, and the original creators of were involved, but then they, sometime I think last year or in the last year and a half, they stepped away from the project. But semi recently, they announced the the four leads. I think, yeah. So, Aang, Katara, uh, Sokka, and uh, Zuko, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just. It's, I, I probably will watch because I'll be intrigued, but it's one of those things where I, I don't, what's, I'm so curious what that's going to look like because there's so much, and obviously we've come so far with technology and stuff that I'm sure they mm-hmm. can make it look pretty decent, but it's just kind of the same thing with like the Disney remakes, which obviously we'll see what it looks like, but where it's like you kind of take something away from it when you like unanimate it, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I, I see what, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because um, when I was, we were watching this afternoon, because my partner eventually just sat down and started watching with me <laughs> after standing for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Just give it. Just Might as well sit, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about how well choreographed the fights in the show are it's like almost like they thought about it as if it were live action they're like okay let's do this in an animated way yeah and yeah so yeah so it's possible so i actually came across a little um what would you call it featurette i guess on youtube mm-hmm. a couple months ago where they were talking about how they animated those fight scenes and they had a oh. couple like martial arts people who they would, so they would tell them, or they would sketch out, oh, what was what was the process? I'm probably going to have it wrong and I'll find it and I'll, we'll put it in the like links. But mm-hmm. I think what they did was they'd be like, okay, we want this and this and that to look like this. And, they, uh, and then they would choreograph it. And then they would, they, obviously there were things that actual human beings can't do. <laughs> so they would kind of like approximate it in pieces. Like, oh, it would look like this at this part and this part to help the animators mm-hmm. like animate the, um, yeah, to animate the movement and stuff, and it, it was pretty yeah. cool to see how they like incorporated like real life martial arts into into it. Yeah, I'm not surprised that's what they did because it it just looks so cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Compared to, I mean, it's it's not a fair comparison because it is not an anime. It's inspired by anime, mm-hmm. but my partner was comparing it to the fights in Naruto. <laughs> and so that those fights compared to airbenders, like it's nah, yeah. it doesn't even, it doesn't even come close. Yeah. Like, Avatar is just next level. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. Yeah. Did the cast announcements include anyone you recognize? I think that they're all newcomers, but I could be hmm. wrong about that. Um, none of the names like immediately stuck out to me. Um, but yeah, I think some people, well, I don't know what they were upset about, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> but um, Is it racist? <laughs> no, well, I think it was one of those things with like authenticity, So, but I can't speak to exactly what they were upset mm. about. I can't remember if it was like the casting of Katara, who I think they 
um, yeah, I just, I can't remember, so I don't know why I brought it up. Okay. So. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I'll have to look into it again, because I, I kind of saw it and then kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Authenticity in the Avatar world. I feel like that's a tricky thing to do, because it's obviously a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. But it's a fantasy world inspired by actual cultures. Yeah. Like, and specifically, like right. Asian and Inuit cultures are like the mm-hmm. dominant in like both Southeast Asian and South Asian and everything. So it's like yeah. a whole amalgamation of stuff. Right. Which I don't believe any of the original creators are. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, in that sense, I'm not surprised. It's just an amalgamation of stuff. But I feel like it, I can't speak to the authenticity of all that. Yeah. Specifically. Right. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see it definitely. how it's interpreted. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because you can definitely see as like a, as someone who's not, like, obviously familiar with, I shouldn't say obviously, but I'm just not familiar with, like, all the the um, cultural intricacies of of the countries that they're, that you can kind of tell they're picking and choosing from. I can still tell mm-hmm. overall what countries they're kind of, or what cultures they're kind of, like, tapping into as inspiration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking up. The last Airbender movie on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> What's the score? What's your guess? Okay, I'm gonna guess thirty-two okay. percent. I'm gonna go a little more middling, like a forty-one. Mm, okay. Oh, it's an ad. Oh, it's a trailer. <laughs> Oh, wow, we were both wrong. That oh, was what was it? 5%. Really? Oh. <laughs> wow, we were being so generous, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think this might have to be a future episode. Yes, I think so. <laughs> um, well, I guess on that note, we should probably talk about this episode. We should. <laughs> we end up just talking about Lysander yeah. forever. Yeah. Which, Which we, we could, could do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even touched on Legend of Korra. <laughs> exactly. And what happens in that. So. Uh, um, Spoiler. It's a little gay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, me being a dum-dum, it went right over my head. <laughs> but to be, actually, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you have a passing thought about something and then you kind of forget it. And then when it comes up, you're like, oh, Right. That's kind of mm-hmm. how it was. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like one notch above subtext. So like, yeah. it yeah. could have been, e- and probably purposefully so. Yeah. I hear the comic <laughs> books for Legend of Korra are more explicitly queer. Oh. Fun. Also, I don't know if I knew there were comic books. Oh, cool. There's also Avatar comic books, too, I think. Oh, I think I... And then we will definitely stop talking about it. But I think because I, <laughs> when I finished watching the show again last year, I was like, wait, what happened to Zuko's mom? And then I read that there's some sort of some, I think it's a comic thing where they explain what happened to Zuko's mom. Because I think they intended to talk about it in the show and then 
I guess I never got the chance or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. That's good yeah. to know. Cause I, I've also wondered because yeah. we just have the flashbacks and it's just like, this tells me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Except that she loved her son. Yeah. <laughs> And thought her daughter was a little cuckoo. <laughs> because she was. She was certainly her father's daughter. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, we don't really have a theme this episode. We, do we? Oh, wait. No, we do. Yeah. I lied. As <laughs> I say, I think that we did. <laughs> I guess at face value, there's no <laughs> obvious theme, which is why I forgot what the theme was. <laughs> um, so if I remember correctly, theme, which I think maybe I thought of. You did. Too. Oh, God. This is what happens when you go to bed at 4.30 in the morning and then wake up early still. Um, things that we had attempted to do mm-hmm. but didn't quite finish or do well. And mm-hmm. we were revisiting. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in my case, this was uh, attempting royal icing decorating. Ooh, okay. Properly. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically... A cookie I tried to make about 13 years ago now. Oh, I wonder if I know what, well, we'll find out, but okay, mm-hmm. cool. So. Um, and mine was reading the novel Wicked. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Which I still can't remember my exact origin story with it, but uh, yeah. I never finished it, but this time I did. <laughs> And end of episode. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about Wicked. Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, Wicked. So I, uh, I, like I said, I can't totally remember the first time I tried to read it, but I do weirdly remember where I stopped in the book. Um. I think I think I started reading it in college because I had the habit of going to our student bookstore and just walking around and almost always buying something. <laughs> and I don't know that I had heard about the book before. And I realized while reading it this time that it's older than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so I, I remember, uh, I, I think that's where I initially got it. Either that or it was sometime late in high school that I, that I tried to read it for the first time. Um, but yeah, so for those of, for people who for some reason, I guess, aren't familiar with Wicked, they might be more familiar with the stage musical, which I have never seen and am not super familiar with. Um, but it's a, the whole title of the book is Wicked, the Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. It's by Gregory Maguire, and it's a retelling of, uh, of, I guess, The Wizard of Oz, like the novel mm-hmm. and the movie. He kind of uh, com- takes elements from both of them. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, and he's telling the story of the Wicked Witch of the West, um, and it's kind of from birth until her death um, at the hands of Dorothy, whatever her name is. <laughs> uh, Gail, I think they say. In, at least in the novel, I think she's Dorothy Gale. She might be that in the, the Wizard of Oz books as well. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, right. And so the book came out in 1995, which I kind of thought it was more recent than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the stage musical, um, I might be wrong about this, but I think it was 2003 the musical came out. Um, but yeah, that I... Had, like I said, I, I wasn't super familiar with the musical, and I and I know that it's pretty different than the books, um, and I finally looked it up to see what the differences were. But, but yeah, so I, I finished it this time, but I will say that I know, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, I see why I stopped reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why was that? So, so I think the initial reason that I picked up this book was I was like, what a cool concept. Like, um, telling the story of, like, this kind of villainous character and and kind of turning your its expectations on its head or whatever. And it does do that. Um, but it's very... The book is very kind of... To me, it was very dense, um, and it was, and it was also kind of disjointed. And the way he tells the story, so he's so he's kind of like interrogating the nature of evil, and then like a bunch of other different things. And um, have you ever read Wicked? I have not. Um, I also didn't realize it was as old as it was until you literally just mentioned it. it was yeah, <laughs> and. I remember seeing it in the bookstore in like middle school and high school. And I guess that's just because the show was out now. So people, there was a renewed interest in it. Yeah. So probably. I can picture the cover. Yeah. Pretty, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I can picture the cover pretty well, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And then I've never seen the musical. Oh, okay. Either, so, uh, do you mind? New to me. Do you mind if I talk about the plot of it a little bit? No, I don't care. I have no intention on it. Okay, cool. Reading or watching either, I think, at this Great. point. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, so it's about... So he names the, the Wicked Witch of the West Alphaba. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Which he got from uh, the initials of the the author of The Wizard of Oz, L. Frank Baum, I think that is, mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah. So So she's... And so he's telling her life story, and I feel like that he always... And he tells him in kind of chunks based on where she kind of is in the land of Oz and what she's doing there. Okay. And so it starts with it kind of it starts with her parents like on the day of her birth, and and then you get a little bit of her life through like her toddlerhood, and then it jumps to her in college, and and she's meeting she. So the way he has the story, she was like college roommates basically with Glinda the Good Witch, and mm-hmm. um, and so then it goes through her college years for a bit, and then it kind of dips out and and she kind of like she goes off to go do something and she's like kind of like a freedom fighter at some point and he and she like takes up an affair with this with a guy that she went to college with and then and then he dies and then it drops out and she's been in a 
the Oz version of a nunnery for seven years and maybe had a kid. <laughs> and, and I just felt okay. like every time it like <laughs> dropped out, everything that we like surmise on the other side, I was like, wait, I wanted to hear all that. St- I wanted to see that stuff. <laughs> Why did you skip all of that? Like, that's what I want to see. Huh. Um, yeah. And then it's just, it kind of also kind of felt meandering in a way. And, and it, in a way that I can kind of understand also, but doesn't, to me, make for, like, super interesting storytelling. So, like, there's a class of, of creatures in the book called Animals with a capital A, and they're talking animals, and they have their, their rights are kind of, like, gradually being taken away from them by the evil wizard who's taken over sometime uh, in Elphaba's lifetime. And, and so uh, when she's in college, she has this um, professor friend who's a... or a professor that she admires that's a goat... And he is murdered, and she kind of, even before then, she's kind of like... Like a real goat? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you said goat. <laughs> yeah, he's a talking goat professor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so she kind of, like, has taken up the cause of animals with a capital A. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't like that their rights are being taken away from them. But then she kind of, like, seems to go away from that. And she's, like, about taking down the wizard, which I guess I kind of understand because he's the one that's, like, oppressing the animals. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and But then she's, like, then her lover dies kind of because of her because she's, like, this underground freedom fighter. And he, like, goes to look for her. And he's, like, taken by people who, who wanted her, I guess, and oh, okay. presumably murdered. Um, and then when we pick up with her again after she's gone to the Oz version of a... A convent for seven years she's like going to see this man's widow because she wants forgiveness and so she's on this whole journey and then she meets this lady who is like a elephant with a capital e in disguise who gives her crows and is like you're gonna be a witch now i was like what's happening <laughs> I'm oh so she didn't go to college to be a witch no so in so in this particular thing you can like choose a track of learning so glinda um takes up sorcery as her, like, track of learning in school. Uh-huh. And Alphaba is learning life sciences, which they never quite say what that is. I'm like, is this biology? Like, what what exactly is life sciences? Like a doctor? Not even. Because, like, there's one class. Yeah, I guess it was a biologist. I don't know. Hmm. And she never even finishes school. But then at mm-hmm. some point, she starts... She seems to be able to make things happen. She like, I guess she kind of teaches herself a little bit of magic, and then she kind of... I don't even remember when she starts learning magic. And even, like, a lot of the magic stuff she does, like, on accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, she wasn't, like, intending to do it. And even with, like... So she gets a broom at some point from this elephant woman who was, like, mm-hmm. a, a disguised as a human. I think that... Oh, no, she got it from one of the nuns. And she doesn't even realize that it's a magical broom until a kid is like, there's something up with your broom. <laughs> and like, or as she started like flying around on it, she's like, hey, that's a magic broom. I guess I'll fly <laughs> on it. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. I, I'm probably reducing it down to it's, but I felt when I, I went to Goodreads afterwards to be like, am I the only one who didn't love this book? And I'm not. So that made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is not at all what I expected. Yeah. To be. Yeah. It's, it's, and to me, it started out interestingly enough because it's like, oh, 
her parents are like these normal humans and then they have this baby who has green skin hates water mm-hmm. like can't seem to like touch water and it was like born with like a full set of like like vicious teeth <laughs> and then it seems very like aloof and and then she kind of like grows out of it but yeah it's and the character is intriguing because basically she's she's kind of this like freedom fighter she wants to do good in the world but then mm-hmm. in the end she kind of so the end kind of starts with so her sister is the wicked witch of the east and she's She's uh, this her her younger sister who was born without arms and who her like dad preferred and is very pious because her dad is like this minister in their like in the Oz version of Christianity, uh, which they call unionism. And her sister is like super devoted and and she starts ruling over Munchkin land, which secedes at some point. So it's like very political too the novel. Mm-hmm. And so the last part portion of the book starts when Dorothy lands and her house kills her sister and Glinda who had, um, okay. So I'll back up a little bit. Um, at some point when, when her sister ended up going to school with her and her, her sister is called Nessa Rose and her father sent Nessa Rose, these like beautiful jeweled shoes that he made for her. Cause he loved her more. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> And at some point in her <laughs> adult life, Glinda had enchanted these shoes so that Nessa Rose could walk upright on her own because she couldn't balance on her own without her arms because she didn't have arms. Um, so the shoes kind of allowed her to like walk upright on her own. And so, so when Dorothy lands and kills Nessa Rose, Glinda was nearby and she gave Dorothy these shoes and... And when Elphaba finds out, she gets super upset because at some point in the recent past, Nessa Rose was like, you can have my shoes when I die. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Elphaba was like, great. <laughs> um, and I guess her descent into madness is supposed to have started after her her lover died because she like when she goes into this nunnery, she can't remember like a year and a half of her life because she was like basically in a coma. Um, okay. And but to me, it kind of seemed like she seemed relatively normal still. But then once she like goes to her sister's funeral and wants the shoes back really bad, she just seems to like go off the deep end. And mm-hmm. and I didn't understand why. And she was like, the wizard can't get his hands on the shoes. And I was like, but why? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Yeah, it, it, I don't even remember why I talk, started talking about that. But it was it was confusing some parts. Like I, I just didn't understand in the end why she became so insane and then when Dorothy comes to her house to kill her because the wizard said so she's like she's just acting all and it almost seemed like farcical or something in the end like it got so kind of wacky the way that she was acting it was just Mm -hmm. it was it was a strange book to me (laughs) the shoes Mm -hmm. were they silver or ruby that's what I can't remember I think they I think unless I read wrong they were silver at first when the dad gave them to her and i think when glinda bewitched them for nessa rose then they became ruby okay i think so you incorporated both yeah speaking of that enchantment the assumption is that people without arms can't walk (laughs) that's when 
I was, for some reason, I wasn't thinking about it as I was reading the book. But as I was saying it, I was like, I feel like you should be able to balance just fine if you don't have arms. Yeah, like you might need some assistance to maybe get up from certain positions. Yeah. But I imagine <laughs> that we have seen people without an arm or two before. Yeah. They were. Yeah. I guess because she could walk around, but she had like, so at some point, um, the mom, like Alphaba's mom's nanny came to take care of Alphaba. And then when Nessa Rose was born, she like, I think she came back or I can't remember. And so she kind of has always been like Nessa Rose's companion and stuff like that. So I think she could like walk around on her own, but she always like needed someone with her. And, Mm -hmm. and Alphaba was sometimes that person and nanny was sometimes that person. But yeah. It's an interesting choice, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. You don't have arms. You can't live your life by yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I know they're, they're slippers in the book. Mm-hmm. They're also technically in the movie, but they made them heels in the movie. Mm. So I was like, if you're trying to make something for someone who has balance issues, you wouldn't yeah. make yeah. heels. So you, I imagine in the book they are flats. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if they said they were healed or not, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I I had been intrigued by the concept of the book. Mm-hmm. But now hearing you talk about it, I think I'm glad I didn't read it. Yeah, I... It just doesn't sound like it's for me. No, and I thought... It definitely was kind of a character study, but sometimes, like, when they're in college, it's barely told from... It's never... It's very rarely told from Alphaba's perspective. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like people around her, and it switches... I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, when she's young, it's from her parents' perspective, which makes sense, kind of, or, like, kind of... And then when she goes to school, it's mostly kind of Glinda... And then other people, other people, she, she becomes close to in school. That, and it's not ever first person in their point of view, but it's like third person. Excuse me, um, from their point of view. And then when she's like, I don't know, it, it never really, yeah, it never really felt like I understood her motivations for stuff. And like, and I just thought the to me the like political stuff was was boring. I was like, I kind of don't care about this and maybe that could be like me what I wanted to read versus what the book actually was so I acknowledge that I mean it could just be like when Phantom Menace came out and you're like it's with all these meetings (laughs) (laughs) I never saw Phantom Menace I think it was Phantom Menace it's just a movie of meetings (laughs) there's that one of the through points of like that trilogy, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace through whatever the third one was called, I remember, mm-hmm. was that there's a lot of like diplomatic meetings and oh, stuff. Oh, and right. It's like, this is not yeah, interesting. Who wants to watch this? I don't want to well, watch Granted, this. I haven't watched those since I was a kid. So yeah. retrospectively hearing people talk about it. Yeah. That was one of the things that people would point out that they turned this kind of space western situation or space yeah. opera i guess is what they call it right yeah yeah um the space opera into diplomatic shit yeah like <laughs> no space c-span <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and then yeah and i would i feel like i would i would want it to be just from her perspective the whole time pretty much when she was a kid yeah yeah because i wanted weird choice and I feel like it's like this examination of, oh, is this person that everyone has thought was wicked, was she actually wicked? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that she was. Even yeah. in the end, she like does murder somebody when she's like yeah. going all wacky. But I was like, that's the only person she murdered. And and I still don't understand why in that exact moment she decided to do it. And yeah. But and, yeah. The, and the other thing I will say is the other thing I found disappointing about it. And I... I will say this with this caveat that I understand like explaining every little aspect of something is not the most elegant way to do things or whatever. But that to me, it felt like, first of all, it's like this big fantasy world where you're just kind of thrown into it. And mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of things I really had to like adjust to understand what I was seeing, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and I couldn't quite imagine everything because I was like, I don't know what this is. And I feel yeah. like you're not explaining it very well. And then there's just a lot, of, a lot of things that were kind of interesting that I wish he would delve into more. Like, I was like, could we explore? Like, why was nobody kind of like, wait, why does this girl just randomly have green skin? Like, can we <laughs> stop and, like, try and figure out why this might have happened? And in the end, they kind of give a little bit of an explanation, mm-hmm. but I still didn't quite buy it. So at some point, it's implied at the end, very, like, lightly implied that the wizard is actually her father, the Wizard of Oz. Because, um, like, like... the man behind the curtain. Yeah. So apparently her mom, like, his, her dad was always, like, off preaching, and her mom would get bored, and so she would just, like, invite men in. Um, isn't the wizard a human, too? He is, yeah. But he gave her this magical elixir. So also it's kind of, like... It's very icky because it basically implies that he raped her because he gave her this elixir and then she like fell asleep and she didn't know what happened. And so, yeah, it's very icky. And so, yeah, so she, so he had this, yeah, this thing that she drank and that's maybe, I don't know if that's what caused Elphaba to have green skin and be kind of like, yeah, it's just very odd. And yeah, and then there's just like other things where I'm like, you're in this cool fantasy land and you don't really want to interrogate more of this. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole different uh, viewpoints for each part of the story thing kind of reminds me of uh, the book version of Carrie. Oh, I'm sure there are other it. books that are told this way. I mean, I think like, there are definitely older books that I'm blanking on right now that tell totally like like Wuthering Heights is told through like mm. other people's viewpoints and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Frankenstein too maybe the former Frankenstein. Oh, so it's not an uncommon thing mm-hmm. for someone else to tell the story from their perspective. But yeah, if I remember Carrie, it was all like quote unquote interviews with people. Oh. when it happened and then mm-hmm. like uh, I think even like fake newspaper articles I keep doing uh. air quotes <laughs> for the sake of whoever's listening yeah. so it's it's not like a straight through kind of traditional narrative right and I didn't like that very much <laughs> I definitely preferred the movie more uh-huh. because you could connect with Carrie I felt more than in that 
method of storytelling. So it seems like it's a similar problem here. Yeah. It doesn't allow you to connect with the character. Exactly. We're learning about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, it was... I guess I don't fully regret (laughs) reading the whole thing. (laughs) But, yeah. So I'll tell you, the part that I stopped is near the... Is near the end. The first time is near the end of the the second section of the book when she's in college, and so. Mm. Um, so you got kind of far before you stopped. I guess ish. Well, looking at it, I don't know that I actually did. Maybe I got like twenty five of the way percent through. Because first, when I picked up the book, I didn't get it till earlier this week, and. I was like, oh, 400 pages, that's cool. I can finish that by Saturday. But it's like kind of a tall-ish book. And oh, then yeah. the words are very tiny. <laughs> so I was oh, like, yeah. oh. It's pretty small print. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a struggle. But um, so the, the part that I finished, uh, I stopped, is like, so she, uh, it's t- too much to explain. But at some point they go to something that's kind of like, I guess, like a sex club. But Alphaba is not there. And Glinda is not there because they're like off to see the wizard. Uh, and uh, so it's like her college friends. They go to this this like sex club thing. But they never, I was like so confused as to what was happening. The way I remember it is it, I thought it was an orgy. But reading it again, it's pretty clearly not. They like go to watch this thing and... And I still don't fully understand what happened, but I guess I was just like okay. so confused that I was like, eh. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I'll get back to this later. Yeah. And then just never did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Maybe, yeah. I think, I keep saying, I think the only book I remember giving up like that was Goblet of Fire. Oh, but that, that was because, not, that's not, that's not a fair comparison though. Mm-hmm. Because I had to give it back to the person that let me borrow it. Oh. <laughs> they were going home. They were just visiting. But it was also a situation where when I read it again uh-huh. to finish it, I was like, wow, I was almost done with this book. <laughs> I could have just finished it before I gave it back. Because so I got to, like, the the maze. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty deep in. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I was like, oh. I was like, huh. Oopsies. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit off topic, but that's funny because the first time I picked up a Goblet of Fire, and I, I kind of, kind of remember ish where I stopped reading that book, but I wasn't into it. I was like, eh, and I put it down, and then I don't remember when I went back to it, and I don't. It's very, it's odd to me. Not that it's like I wouldn't put it like super high up on my ranking, though I haven't super done that in my head of books mm-hmm. of the books, but. Yeah, for, I think it was the part where, like, so pretty early on, I think it's the part where they come to pick him up from the Dursleys for some reason. Oh, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that is very early. I was like, man. Like, two? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's happened to me in more recent years where I haven't finished books. Like, I have yet to finish the book that we were going to try to read for an episode. Um, oh yeah, I haven't picked that up. Yeah, and then another book that I randomly picked up in in off in college at the bookstore was A Hundred Years of Solitude. Oh, um, uh-huh. So some of them, I'm like, maybe I just wasn't smart enough, and maybe maybe I'm a tiny bit smarter than I was in college. To be honest, probably a little bit dumber actually. So, oh, <laughs> but it's the same author too as the book that we didn't do. 
Doesn't it? Unless I'm thinking the wrong one. I think it was Gabrielle Garcia Marquez. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, different, different people completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, there's not very many books where I, where I stop and, mm-hmm. and, and give up on them, but it's just a couple that I can think of that I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Same. There's there's a few, and it is usually something like, sometimes even if it's not a particularly compelling book, I'll finish it, which mm-hmm. is why I finished, uh, actually, no, I didn't finish that book, I, I stopped it. The second <laughs> Twilight novel oh. was probably the first time that I was like, I don't have to finish this. <laughs> I yeah. can just close this book and... Take it to the library. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to put myself through this. Yeah. So. Oh. Could, yeah. And also, uh, neither of us finished um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know it happens. Yeah. There and sometimes I'll stop if it's like if if it's something that's tackling a subject that is very upsetting or makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then. I'll stop because I just need a break. Yeah. Like, there's definitely been books that I've stopped reading because it'll deal with, like, sexual assault or, like, child abuse or something. It's mm-hmm. like, I need... Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And I'll come back to this at some point. In the yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, very well done and well written books. Mm-hmm. But it's just... It's heavy shit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have interest in the musical? No, and I don't know why. I like I said, I read the plot of it uh, last night after finishing the book because I was curious about the differences. I would say I'm I would watch it because I because it does sound at least like it ends happier <laughs> than the book, <laughs> so that's nice. But but she dies. <laughs> not really. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I would watch it if I, if I had the chance to, I don't know that I would go out of my way to, but if it wasn't Mm -hmm. hard, (laughs) I would would watch it. The funny thing is anytime I, I keep thinking about the musical because I don't know any of the music from it, uh, the Mm -hmm. song from Frozen keeps popping in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) So I've made one little connection, uh, with Idina Menzel or Adele Dazim. Yes, Uh, (laughs) use her real name. Yes. Yes, true, very true. Um, And so I keep just singing uh, Let It Go whenever I try to think about the musical. Yeah, I mean, I I know the one song, that Defying Gravity song. Uh, Somehow I've never heard it. (laughs) Oh, I lived with people who only listen to musical soundtracks. So I've heard... (laughs) <laughs> more soundtracks than I've cared for. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it never appealed to me. Adina Menzel is obviously a very talented person, but her mm-hmm. style of singing just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And that style of musical just isn't for me, I think. Mm-hmm. So it never appealed either. Right. Yeah. But, with, right? Yeah, I think Jenna she played Glinda. Yeah. 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 I remember it played in Boston when I was in college. Like oh. a block away and I was like, eh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd rather go see Rock of Ages. <laughs> oh. Spamo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I didn't say I had classy taste, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yes, an interesting book in its own way, I will say. I guess we can talk about cookies. Yeah. Cookies. Yes. So my thing was <laughs> revisiting these cookies I tried to make for a not a good way to start this but this is how it's going anyway okay (laughs) so uh it's like freshman year of college i think Mm -hmm. summer after uh our friend kate who did the theme song Mm -hmm. like emailed me like hey do you know about this wrestling themed baking competition i was like no i do not please tell me more and I (laughs) (laughs) um I was like getting just getting back into wrestling at the time like I hadn't watched since the like stone cold the rock era Mm -hmm. when John Cena really got big I wasn't watching I would make fun of it because I thought it was goofy and dumb and whatever Mm -hmm. but as an adult I was like starting to watch again because like a friend of a friend at the time was getting into wrestling was going to be on one of the shows for like a hot second. So we watched and I was like, oh yeah, wrestling's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I like this. Yeah. And so she sent it to me and I was like, this is really interesting. And I've never been a particularly decorative baker. Mm-hmm. I think either on, be it on the podcast or the blog or just regular conversations between friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably mentioned that before, but for some reason, I decided I was going to do an intricately designed royal icing cookie (laughs) instead of just a cupcake inspired by a wrestler, Uh which is what won the competition. (laughs) Uh, It was a cupcake inspired by the person who was judging the competition. Uh So, you know, they knew who they were catering to. (laughs) (laughs) But they were so... Ugly. I'm going to text you the picture. Yay! Um, which I could not get from the original blog because the photos are gone. Like, whatever they were using to post photos at that time doesn't exist anymore. Oh. But luckily, I had posted this on our old blog. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I remember cookies. I don't remember if they were ugly or not, but I just remember cookies. Oh, they were ugly. And it's everything. I'm just going to send it, and then I will talk about this picture, and then Uh we'll have to post it, because this picture is so bad. I don't think they're that bad. (laughs) I remember these cookies now. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I was thinking of. Yeah, it was the way I took this picture. Mind you, it's 2008, right? Uh-huh. I don't have, like, this iPhone just came out, like, the year before, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I barely had a cell phone. I had a digital camera. Uh-huh. So this is taken with a digital camera, flash on, as you can see, <laughs> <laughs> on the floor of my mother's kitchen, on an upside-down salad bowl oh i see that no i thought it was a, a blue plate that was kind of now i see uh-huh uh-huh okay and it's just like like 
For someone who wanted to be a photographer, <laughs> it makes me laugh. In, in a weird way, it kind of works in a terrible Polaroid kind of aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like one of the original uh, Instagram filters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was ahead of my... I don't know when Instagram started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the design I went with... Um, there's a wrestler named Bret Hart. He was one of the biggest wrestlers of the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. He was famously screwed over by the company and left in like 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes from this dynasty of wrestlers. The Hart Foundation was like his faction when they were in WWF. Mm-hmm. So the logo is this heart with a skull, like a mean looking skull in the middle and these wings. So, mm-hmm. like, that would make a really cool cookie. And it was yeah. Clearly very ambitious <laughs> <laughs> for someone who, one, had never decorated a cookie, I think, mm-hmm. up to that point. <laughs> uh, and that's really the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm a great baker. I'm sure this will be super easy. <laughs> and it was not. Mm. Uh, I had this whole plan of making the skulls and the wings separately then i would put the heart the pink heart on the cookie itself and then like glue them the wings and the skull back onto the cookie that was a whole thing Uh but i did not make the royal icing well it was like too runny so Uh that's why everything's so gloopy (laughs) (laughs) um and like so many of the wings broke i think the one the cookies in that picture are the only ones that survive oh no <laughs> so it was a mess it, i i sent it in anyway because i was like it's just for fun it doesn't mm-hmm. matter you don't win anything i think you yeah won, like a prize pack of shit but it wasn't like anything super important right um and it was just fun to do and then i remember seeing the other entries and i was like mine looks so sad compared to now. <laughs> Like someone, and it, the worst part was that someone made a Bret Hart cake, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was essentially what I wanted to do with the cookies, but with cake form. So it was uh-huh. a pink heart cake with the uh-huh. skull and the wings, wonderfully piped, beautifully oh. piped on it. I was like, oh my god, what was I thinking? And then other people did like so many more creative things that were like, not just I recreated the logo. And yeah. Like, People are so much more creative than I am. <laughs> but whatever. It was fun. Uh, I had a good time. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think the next time I decorated cookies kind of like this was two years ago when we met up around Christmas. Uh-huh. What and you... we decorated those cookies. Oh, yeah. With, okay. Like, pre-made I was... frosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty big gap. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't know. This is, uh, I, I texted you yesterday. It was like, spoiler, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was excited to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the reason I said I failed, and I, in retrospect, I didn't really, mm-hmm. was that last night I had the cookies ready and baked and I just had to make the icing and decorate them and I just like could not be bothered to do it. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't care less as to whether or not the cookies I just made were decorated. Yeah. 
and I realized that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. I am not a make it pretty kind of person. Uh-huh. Like I've I've bought beautifully decorated like special short small run cookie designs and stuff from people before and Mm -hmm. they're beautiful and wonderful those people are absolute artists Mm -hmm. i think one of the people i follow on instagram made cookies for one of the shows you were working on or something oh yeah yeah like (laughs) i appreciate a beautiful cookie Uh uh-huh i couldn't care less (laughs) (laughs) and i i I, like traced out the design on parchment paper because i was going to try and do like a similar thing where i would pipe out the design and like let it dry overnight and put it on the cookie, but just mm-hmm. make it all one design and put it on like a round cookie. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And even as I was tracing it, my partner was like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need to do this if you don't want to. And I was like, but I said I would. I, like, I guess not. So I just packed them away, fully intending to not do it. That's why I told you I failed. Cause like, I didn't even try. Uh-huh. <laughs> Went to bed at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> Woke up at nine and I woke up completely jazzed. It was like, I need to at least do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to just try. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I did. I, nice. I, I made the royal icing. Mm-hmm. The recipes never make as much as they say it does. <laughs> so I probably could have used more. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing was I did not stress about whether or not it looked good. Yeah. Which is probably the lesson to be learned here. <laughs> like, I, I still made, uh, and I'll send you the pictures in a second. Yes, um, I, I was going to bring some up here, but clearly it wouldn't matter if you couldn't <laughs> see them. <laughs> it was pitch darkness. <laughs> I swear, there's a cookie here. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I did two on the parchment just to see, like, how I did. This time, I had the opposite problem. The royal icing was, like, a little too thick mm. um especially what i tried to use for black icing i made chocolate flavored with cocoa powder to make it taste good mm-hmm. so it got too dry and i tried to loosen it and i didn't loosen it enough so I didn't loosen the white enough either mm-hmm. it was all right it worked out fine and then i just decorated the other cookies as cookies and it didn't really stress about yeah making them all bret hart cookies and stuff right and i think I think it was fine. It was fun. I think some of them turned out really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the more intricate design I tried to recreate. It makes me laugh so much. Nice. <laughs> I'm excited. Because it looks so melty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I stupidly, when I realized that some of it was too thick, I was like, oh, I'll just put like I'll wet my finger, and I'll wet just the top of it to smooth it out, and it just kept bleeding. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> color runs in inks and stuff when you uh, get them wet, so this makes a lot of sense. I think it looks very spooky. <laughs> I, I think it do, looks but... better uh-huh. than the original. Yeah. It's not saying much. <laughs> and then... I did one more without the wings, because the wings are just very difficult. And I think this one looked pretty cool. So, I, I it's not on the cookie yet, because it's, it's still dry. Oh, yeah, I like this one. That's yeah, a great so skull. 
Yeah, I, th- I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. So that one will look nice on a cookie tomorrow. Nice. Put them together. And then just for fun, I'll send you the other ones I did. Man, that's why not cookies. It's a lot of cookies. And you make sugar cookies? Yeah, these are. This was a oh, King fun. Arthur flour recipe. Uh huh. And it's intentionally for like cutout cookies, so they don't spread a lot. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because it also had like brown sugar and stuff like that. So it seemed Kinda. like it tastes better than just your standard yeah. sugar cookie. Um, oh, and I just remembered when I did the original Bret Hart cookies to keep oh. it thematic. I added raspberry jam into the dough because pink, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know why I did that. It makes no sense. I like included it in the the blog post too. And I like... And some raspberries for extra pink. Like, didn't make the cookies pink, you dummy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, these other but... ones are so cute. Yeah, I thought some of them looked really cute. I'll, I'll yeah. take better pictures of them for the the blog post. I love the ghosts. But it's, it's very difficult to photograph cookies well, I learned. Clearly. Yeah. Demonstrated in 2008 <laughs> and now. <laughs> So, yeah, I had fun. That's it good. Was, yeah, it's just a lesson in if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. <laughs> Unless it's something like, you know, go to the doctor. Cause you yeah. <laughs> but hobby-wise, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not a cookie-decorating person. I never will be. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the episode of the episode, the lesson of the episode too, right? Trust your gut. If you don't like it. Yeah. You don't don't do, it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not having fun, what's the point of still doing something? Yeah. And it's something that I wish I'd learned much younger. <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing things I did not like. <laughs> Watching movies. Like, well, I gotta finish it because I started it. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. You could leave this theater right now if you That's don't like true. it. That's true. I should have done that for Sucker Punch. <laughs> uh, never saw it. It was bad. It's <laughs> uh, unfortunate. Is that a Snyder movie? I believe so, yes. Uh, I thought it was going to be a fun shoot 'em up with pretty ladies. And then it was weird and rapey and oh, there were lobotomies. And I'm like, oh, Ugh. okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this is real capital E edgy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just, you know, it's there are other conflicts in women's lives than rape. Yeah. It's a very real one. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, there are people who have never been raped before. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can write up those stories. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not, been, it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> to make the conflict not be sexual assault. Yes. Cough, cough, God. Game of Thrones writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, that... That's actually a very good example of this lesson. Mm-hmm. Because I finished the first season, 
Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Started the second season, wasn't really feeling it, and then never went back to it. And the more I heard of how it went, even though people loved it, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need this in my life. I I think you made the right decision, honestly. <laughs> As someone who watched it all the way through. And I didn't think that the last season of a show could ruin everything else that came before it. <laughs> but somehow it did. And, and the funny thing about that is before the last season came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a rewatch of Game of Thrones because I can't really remember everything. And I want to be like super prepared for the very last season. And I just didn't have time to do it. And then once it was over, I was like, I never want to watch any more of the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, I have been, I've been better about dropping TV shows and stuff than I used to be because I used to just like trudge through things mm-hmm. but like I, I did that with Outlander for similar reason to why yes. you wanted to walk out of Sucker Punch where I was just like there's too much like sexual violence in this show and I yeah. that's not what I came here for I thought it was a hot lady and a hot dude making out and like Scotland I just wanted yeah. to see green hills and hot people kissing and there's other stuff here that I didn't want <laughs> yeah that similar reason for not continue with Outlander and my my mom really likes that book series and she confirmed that there was more sexual assault in the future books and I was like then no no thank Mm, you no don't want it yeah similar I guess uh sexual assault is really the main reason I stopped (laughs) things because Handmaid's Tale uh, oh yeah first season didn't need more well and whoa and the interesting thing about that is I've I'm almost caught up, but I was watching this season. I think I have like three episodes left and I was like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. So I don't think that I will. (laughs) And then same with Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. When it got, that's another show that I gave up on because it, they had a rape storyline that started and I was like, I don't want to watch that. I'm not interested in that. And I don't want to watch it anymore. So I stopped. I don't remember that surprisingly because i did watch i didn't watch like the movie or any of the extra stuff but i did finish that series the movie was great it was the most low stakes movie i've ever seen and i (laughs) loved it (laughs) (laughs) the whole plot is the queen the king and queen are coming to to town to our house to stay with us we have to clean the house that's basically (laughs) what the plot that's why i like downton abbey Low level. It was great. I was like, I love that this is the the, the conflict, I say in quotes, is that somebody's yeah. coming over and the house needs to look real nice before yeah. they get here. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I, need to, I don't remember that. Maybe I'll look it up later. I'm not going to look it up later because if I don't remember it, I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Um, um, it's just, it's important to know one's boundaries. Yeah. And even and stick to them. And even with like on a on a kind of different note of it doesn't it also doesn't even have to be that I don't know if it, that's extreme but it doesn't have to be like oh this is like making me feel bad even if you're just bored with it or you're just like oh I'm not really interested in returning to that you can you don't have to like with Walking Dead uh, oh I guess I have given up on quite a few shows recently like I, I was like so into that show for a bit well I wasn't so into it after like the third season I was kind of like eh, I'm just watching it to watch it <laughs> and then definitely when we got to I think it was the seventh season I was like I don't care about these people anymore <laughs> I don't want to watch it anymore I'm not going to and then I stopped yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that is also another show I stopped I watched the first season 
really liked it. Started the second season. Bored out of my mind for a few <laughs> episodes, so I never went back. Yeah. Best thing that show did for me was introduce me to Stephen Yoon. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful man. I love that man so much. Beautiful, funny, talented man. I know. He, he, it's, it's unfair how he has all the things. Yeah. And some people have none of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you're pretty and talented, be dumb or boring. Yeah, just you know. Yeah, make it easier for the rest. Of Come on, jeez, the bar's yeah, too just, high. Yeah, he also just seems like just a delightful person. The he number does. of times I've rewatched uh, the clips of him and Conan O'Brien in Korea. Oh my god, that <sighs> in their trip to the Korean spa in yes, uh, so uh, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He just seems like a delightful person. He really does. Very talented. Yeah. And do you watch Too Good, Birdie? I don't, though. It's been on my list. I need to watch it. Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He voices one of the characters in it. Ooh. And in the second season, I feel like they gave him more fun stuff to do oh fun so i was like this is this is great i i love that show so much i where did it move to comedy central or something that's right yeah and now it's on adult swim so okay. and new episodes if you don't have like hulu with the live stuff mm-hmm. or access to someone's cable password then yeah oh, it okay. should be on HBO Max, like, next year or something. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. But the first season's on Netflix, so. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. And that is a wonderful example of how upsetting topics, uncomfortable topics, can be tackled in a way that does not make you feel like it is gratuitous. Right. Or make you feel icky. Oh, okay. I guess, like... It can kind of make you feel icky just because of the topic itself in general. Uh huh. But it's done in like a very well thought out and I cannot think of the right word. Um, like intentional. Respectful? intentional. Yeah, respectful oh, okay. and intentional way. Oh, okay. So let's go figure. Ladies, I was how to write yeah. about kind of problems. I was like, I have a, a working theory about why that might be. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out uh, if you are a woman or from any identity that has been marginalized in some way or another, (laughs) it turns out you have a better idea of nuance with these tricky situations. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I do love that show so much. All right, I'm going to check it out. It's in the works, and I was like, yes. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I made some cookies. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I made some cookies. You read a book. We learned some lessons. We did. Look at us growing as people. <laughs> growing as people. <laughs> Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. 
If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. Link is in the description. We're oh yeah that thing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Uh, the logo, art, and design is by Rola, and the theme song is by Kate. They'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. That was all like laptop video. Oh, right, where he's trying. Yeah, like someone like bullied his daughter or something, and he was like, yeah. She like disappears or something. Yeah. That's what this looks like. (laughs) Just me being John Cho. Where's my daughter? (laughs) This is how John John Cho speaks like a pirate. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the point. If it's on in movies, that's just, you know, acting. His acting voice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.